You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Braves reporter, Mark Bowman. And Mark, Braves struggling here through the end of the season. They've lost 9 of 11 right now. Uh, They do make a trade, though, on Wednesday night as they send Jeff Francoeur. There was obviously rumors about Jeff Francoeur being traded leading up to the trade deadline, the non-waiver trade deadline that didn't happen but you said right then that there was still a chance that it could at some point during the month of august and now it has the braves acquire a minor league infielder in dylan moore they get him from the rangers and they get a minor league catcher in matt foley from the marlins neither of those guys was in the top 30 prospects for their teams but moore is a 24 year old infielder foley a 22 year old catcher you can never have too much catching what are your thoughts on the trade as you look at how it breaks down I mean, in all honesty, I, I look at this trade. I mean, is basically a favor to Jeff. You know, I mean, I, I think they basically, you know, they made it known that they want to bring him back next year. He was not getting the bats here this year. You know, I think they basically said, "Hey, look, we're trying to get something for you, and at the same time, maybe you can go, uh, well, maybe still a limited role with the uh, Marlins. You've gotten 21 at bats since Matt Kemp has arrived here." You may get more playing time there, um, and then you know, obviously, being postseason contention. So I, I kind of look at it as more of a favor to Jeff than anything. Uh, you know, he's yes, maybe Dylan Moore turns out to be a Phil Gosselin type or something like that, some type of utility guy. You know, um, as you said, the catcher is a round draft pick, played 14 games, but it's not. Let's not uh, think. And from what I understand, he basically was a guy. That, uh, the Braves didn't even choose. It was it was something that for the Marlins uh, basically made that choice for them uh, who they were going to send. So it at the end of the day, it's not a trade you get too overly excited about. I think more than anything, it, it's one of those where you they basically try to do Jeff a favor, give him a chance to play somewhere and uh, be in postseason contention. Seems like uh, waiver trades are hard enough to make to include three teams in one. You don't see this very often. No, no, you're right. I mean, three-team trades are, are you know, but, but as we've seen, you know, don't put anything past copy. I, I think if he, if he talks enough, he, he, he uh, eventually leads himself to, to a path that, that other people don't even try to navigate. So, And as we know, he's, uh, he's never comfortable if he's not making a trade at least once or twice a week, it seems like. <laughs> um the uh, the team lost again on on Wednesday night. Mark, uh, tough one, walk off, eleven innings. Uh, Julio Tehran struggled, and when you look at his line, it's kind of surprising they even got to extra innings because Tehran eleven hits allowed in six innings. He gives up six earned runs. Seems to be struggling as of late. What what's the current deal with with Tehran? You know what I he he says his velocity is normal. If you look at the velo, I think his average velo is, is probably around. You know, it, it looks similar. To, it's a tick down. Um, his breaking stuff is not as sharp. Um, the other thing is, when he was going so, you know, everything was going so well there in June, you know, that fastball, while he has been living down there at 89 to 91 for the last couple seasons, um, he was he was able to, to jump, you know, pump it up and hit 93, 94 occasionally in some counts. And just it, that just keeps hitters off balance, you know, continues to mess with, with guys' timing. Um, I just see a guy who, for the last two months, he's just 
he has not been able to get on a set schedule. He had that thigh infection, which, which you know, altered his schedule. Goes to the All-Star game, kind of gets – now everything's normal coming out of the break. He has one good start, and then in the second start, he, he has the right lap strain, which obviously affected those two starts, sidelined him for about three weeks. In these past two starts, he just hasn't been the same. Now, the key thing for the, for the Braves' perspective, and obviously from Julio's as well, is that he says he's healthy. So if he feels good, that that's good. But, you know, regardless um, of, of the reason, the fact of the matter is he's just simply not the, the same guy that we saw the first couple months of the season. Um, and, and I do, you know, attribute that to just a lack of continuity. I mean, he just has not never been able to get into a flow uh, since the end of June. Rob Whalen done for the year, uh, Mark. Shoulder fatigue is, I guess, what they're calling it, but that opens the door a little bit. Uh, Matt Whistler is on his way back. Aaron Blair could probably, I, I guess, a good chance he makes a start over the weekend. Um, what have those two guys been focused on to, to get things right and to get themselves back into the majors? You know, I, you've got to appreciate guys like Rob Whalen, guys that should have never been to the big leagues. And you know what? I don't know what the future holds for Rob Whalen is, or what what the future for Rob Whalen is at the big league level. But he came in there and, and filled a gap when the Braves needed it, uh, you know, in a, in a in a bad way, primarily because Matt Whistler had to go back to the minors. Aaron Blair didn't uh, develop as quickly as the Braves had hoped. Um, you look, Aaron Blair, uh, like I said, he'll probably come back Sunday here against the Giants. Yeah, he he went to Gwinnett and had a one or two starts might have been shaky. Then he seemed to get into the groove. He was going to come back to Atlanta. I believe that was around August 10th. Well, maybe a little bit earlier than that. But, but anyhow, he was going to, and then he had to, he hyperextended his knee during a bullpen session. And, you know, he's had two starts since then. While if you look simply at the numbers, they're not going to jump off the page at you. But what has stood out is, are those the scouting reports and the, uh, those scouts who have said that his velocity is back up to 93, 95, which is the, that's what was touted when the Braves, you know, acquired him from the D-backs back in December. Is this guy had uh, a fastball that, that, he, that could sit there in the, in the mid 90s, where at, in the starts we've seen him at the big league level this year, he's been in the low 90s. For Matt, for Matt Whistler, you know, the Braves kept saying, "Look, he's not being competitive on the mound." And that's not necessarily that this kid just man wanted in or anything like this. It's just how he was going about his business, knowing when to, you know, throw his, how to mix up his secondary stuff, uh, being aggressive at different uh, uh, spots in the count, that kind of stuff. He just, he's a very bright kid. I just don't think they were, they were, they appreciate or they, they were not happy with the way that he was attacking here. It's probably the easiest way to say it. Uh, so, He's always both these guys have always been counted as maybe number threes, number fours in a rotation. Uh, that would be nice if you could fill out a rotation next year to if these guys finish the season strong and, and Julio uh, gets healthy or, or proves that he's healthy and Mike Fultonevich has some consistency. Now you enter the offseason feeling a little bit better about your rotation, and they and they have already made it a point to, to say that they're probably going to go out and look for a, a veteran pitcher to. Uh, to add some stability to what is still a relatively young rotation. September is quickly coming here, Mark, and that means rosters expand. Uh, we'll probably see some 
Some more players added into this roster for the Braves, and I think one player that fans are probably hoping to see, and I'll ask you your thoughts on whether or not it might happen, Dansby Swanson is already up. The plan is for someday the double play combo will be Swanson and Ozzie Albies, hopefully opening day 2017. So will we see Ozzie Albies up with the big league club in September? Yes, yes, I think we you, you probably see him September 1st. The only I have not been able to – I don't think the team has made a firm decision on this. And I think that Mississippi's struggle since they brought Dansby up probably have uh, pushed them towards bringing Ozzy up on September 1st, you know, when this brush is expanded. But, you know, Mississippi was going so well there in first place. Uh, you know, it looked like a team that could make a decent run through the playoffs. But now they've struggled without Dansby being down there. I got, I've got a feeling that the team brings Ozzy up there at the beginning of September and uh, – like you said, it allows those two to to work together a little bit. It won't be an everyday basis uh, that they would be a double play partner, I don't think, or, or double play combo uh, necessarily in September. But at the same time, they'll get a lot of work together, and more importantly, um, you know, basically acquaint themselves to the big league lifestyle they'll be living next year. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition for Mark Bowman. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.